0: Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. praise the Lord. You know, your words are powerful and they can do a lot for you. You know, it's great to see uh, God using these missionaries going all over the world. How many of you would like to see uh, Matt be able to go yeah. to Africa? Raise your hand. You know, I believe there'll be a time, uh, I believe God's given us a pastor, just a wonderful pastor. I was listening to him uh, last week, I believe it was last week in his message, In listening to his message, and then when he was finished, later on in the day, I texted him a message. Uh, I said, excellent, a great word from the Lord, because when you listen to him, if you're listening, say listening, listening. you'll hear the voice of God because he's listening for the voice of God. He's studying. He's he's listening to hear what God is saying to him. And so when you hear these messages, it's not just a message from a man. It's a message from the Lord. We're very privileged. Lately, we've had some ministers here. Uh, There was uh, Brad's friend that came, uh, I believe, uh, an Indian pastor that was here. When he spoke, I believe that was a prophetic word for the Lord. You have to be listening. You need to listen. Uh, if you don't listen, you're going to miss it. You, you might hear the man, but you won't hear the Lord. And the Lord is constantly wanting to speak to us. I'm going to share a story with you that uh, it, uh, it's set uh, in my spirit years ago. It's a short story. Uh, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But it could be true. But it had a a profound impact on me. A a story about a young man, a a Christian boy, who was uh, very bright, and uh, he went to, uh, basically, to a Christian school, and he wanted to further his education, and so he thought of going to college, but the only college uh, choice he had was a secular college. And uh, some of the people that taught him said, Warn it, be careful. Said, be careful when you go to college, but there's a lot of good things you'll learn there. But there'll be some things that you, people will tell you, and you, you shouldn't listen to them. And he said, well, I, I know the Lord. My faith in the Lord is strong, and uh, I want to go. So they said, okay. And I said, but if you have a problem, just call us. So he went to the college and did pretty good. And he had some classes. And one year he had a science class that he registered for. When he went to the science class, uh, he went into the class and uh, the professor got up and for orientation and started speaking to them and they said, but first, first of all, I have problems every year with uh, a certain subject and uh, I want to resolve that so that we can flow through this class and not have very many problems. He said, uh, I'm going to present you with something First, I, he says, I don't believe there is a God. And he said, but what I want to do is prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you in this class. And he said, when I prove it to you, then we can go on with our classes. We won't have any problems. He said, but this is what I want to do. Class, I'm going to ask you some questions. If you can answer yes, I want you to raise your hand. If you can't, just leave your hand down. But I don't want you saying anything. Just raise your hand. And uh, uh, he said, but I will give you a chance to respond afterwards, to be fair. So first thing, he said, class, I don't believe there's a God, he said, first thing is, I want you to look with your natural eye, look around the room, and see if you can see God. Look all around, look everywhere, look under the chairs. If you have to look in the closet, look, look and see if you see God. And he said, look. Everywhere, He said, does anybody see God? And that young Christian man was in the back. Nobody raised their hand. He said, class, I want you to listen with your ears. And he said, if anybody can hear God, he said, I want you to raise your hand. Just listen. Everybody quiet. Listen. Nobody raised their hand. He said, class, can anybody smell God? Nobody raised their hand. He said, can anybody taste God? Nobody raised their hand. He said, can anybody touch God in here? Nobody raised their hand. He looked around the class. He said, therefore, class, I resolve there is no God. Then all of a sudden in the back went up a hand. It was that young Christian boy. He said, professor, may I address the class? He said, yes, I told you I'd give you a chance to respond. He got up, and he got up in the front of the class, and the professor was standing behind him. He said, class, I want you to listen real hard. He said, can anybody in this class hear the professor's brain? (laughs) And nobody raised their hand. And he said, class, can anybody in here see the professor's brain? Nobody raised their hand. He said, can you smell the professor's brain? Nobody raised their hand. He said, can you taste the professor's brain? And nobody raised their hand. He said, can you touch the professor's brain? Well, we know he had a brain inside, but they couldn't touch it. And nobody raised their hand. He said, therefore, class, I resolve that the professor has no brains. (laughs) You know what I look out there and I can see God when I look at all of you I can see God the great Creator when I hear the s- sound of a child crying or children playing I can hear God when I smell a rose or the fragrance of a tree or a plant I can smell God Every time I bite in an apple or bite in a piece of fruit, I can taste God. Every time I reach out my hand and touch somebody, touch their lives, or they touch me, I can touch God. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, Matt has been teaching on the Lord's Prayer, and in prayer we know that we speak our father which art in heaven we speak hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread we speak but there's more to it now after we speak we speak to god what he wants to do but there comes a time, even during prayer, when you have to listen. Say, listen. Yes, I wanna show you a Psalm that proves what I'm saying, proves what that young man said, and it's Psalms 19. If you could put that up there on the screen. <sighs> Psalms 19, that's a beautiful set, sunset. You know, uh, Recently, in the uh, past few years, uh, I had cataracts. And I was seeing how the world was growing dim. I'd get up in the morning and I said, Where are all the pretty sunrises? Say, Where are all the pretty sunsets? The beautiful sky. And I didn't realize my eyes were growing dim because of those cataracts. And then I had cataract surgery, and then there they were again. I walked into uh, the office up here and I thought they had painted all of the offices. (laughs) Everything got bright again. But when you look at the sunsets, let's go to slide two there, the next one. And we see the sky. The scripture says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the works of his hands. You know, when you think about heavens, there's more than one heaven. There's the skies that we look up to. You know, David was the psalmist who wrote this, a young shepherd boy. And imagine he would look up into the sky from time to time. He saw many sunsets. He saw many sunrises. And he looked in the skies at night So we look up into the sky and see the sky, but there's the celestial. We can look at the celestial heavens, the stars, the moon. And he looked at them and when he saw them, he realized that God was speaking to him. God was telling him of his great glory, of his great strength, of his great power. When you look at all of these things, you know, even this earth, this earth is part of that celestial heaven. And God is speaking to us. It's not only just looking up into the skies. It's everything that we see. It's the birds. It's the plants. You know, I I love to, in the morning, sometimes to sit and we throw bread out there and watch the birds. I know every one of those birds was created by God. God created them. They didn't just, all these accidents happen. That the earth was created and then it, the sun was created, and the moon was created, and it was just all by chance. and said that the earth, there's just enough oceans to provide the right amount of rainfall. If there are too, too many oceans, there'd be too many, too much rain. If there was not enough ocean, there would be not enough rain. If the earth spun around uh, too slow, it'd be too cold at night and too hot in the day. We're just the right distance from the sun all of these things was a plan God had a plan and then look right next to you you know God's trying to speak to you look next to you that person next to you look at that person next to you look at them you know God has a plan for them say God has a plan for them you know when we start listening for God what's God trying to speak to us in all of these things Even here while I'm sitting here, or even as I was sitting here this morning, as I was going uh, to places the restaurants yesterday, we went out to eat. My wife's preparing for school, so we've been eating at the restaurants a lot lot because uh, she's got a lot of work to do for school. But I look at all those people, I said, all those people are important. All of them, every one of them, they're important to God. Okay, he said day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. That means when it's day it speaks. That's 24 hours a day God is speaking. He never stops speaking. They have no speech. They're not saying words like I'm saying with my mouth. But they use no words nor sound is heard from them yet. Their voice goes out unto all the earth. Their words to the end of the earth. All the world is accountable. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sons. It is like a bridegroom coming out from its chamber, like a champion running to run its course. It rises on one of the earth end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived it's warm you know that voice of God speaking to everybody when you look up into the sky the sky should speak to you of the glory of God say glory it should speak to you of the glory of God when you look up into the sky and you know what all the earth is going to be accountable I like what Ron shared this morning I like what brother Ashby did What the words you heard from them, you're going to be accountable for some, too. You're not accountable to do what I tell you to do, but you're accountable to do what God tells you to do. But he said there was a man in a bar. God spoke to him. You need to go to church. There was another man that said, I need to get saved. Who do you think told him that? That came from the Lord. Now we're going to look at another part here let's go to the next slide starts with verse seven and this is a first david looked upwards now he's looking downward to this the law of the lord is perfect refreshing the soul The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant and giving light to the eyes. And the fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. So we see the law, the statutes, the precepts, the commandments, the fear of the Lord, the decree of the Lord. And what do they do? They, these are is the words of the Lord. This is how God speaks. The heavens speak, but we don't know all the details. So how do we know the details of what God is trying to do or what God is trying to speak to us? We know the details through this word. That's how we know Amen. through this word. So this word really shows us the greatness of God. Say the greatness of God. Praise this is the greatness of God. But if you listen to his word, listen, put your hand by your ear and listen. If you listen, then you're rewarded. The law of the Lord, it's Perfect. It refreshes your soul. You you may be down. You might be downcast, but it will refresh your soul. Amen. The statutes of the Lord—they're trustworthy. They're truth. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Making wise the simple. You know, one of the reasons I went to Bible college is because I didn't know what was the truth, and not to be a preacher, not to. Be just a religious person. I wanted to know the truth. It'll make you wise, the scripture. The precepts of the Lord, they're right. They're not wrong, they're right. Say they're right. right. Giving joy to the heart. You want joy? The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you could find the joy of the Lord and the strength in God's word. The commandments of the lord are radiant giving light to the eyes paul wanted his light the light of his understanding to be enlightened we don't want to walk in darkness it enlightens the heart the fear of the lord is pure enduring forever it's pure and it endures forever it's not mortified it's life Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's why, you know why I'm giving you these words? Not just so I can speak to you and say all these words. So you can catch hold of these words. That you can use these words, not just on Sunday. Not just when you go to some special meeting. But so you can take these words and you have these words available there every day of your life fear of the lord uses that word fear but it really means a reverence of the lord if you study the words it's going to bring a reverence to god it's going to be reverence for the things that he have reverence over you were fearfully and wonderfully made god god reverenced what he made wait we need to respect what god's made the decrees of the lord are firm and all of them are righteous and the, new, and the King James says, righteous all together. Let's go to the next slide. Now we won't have time to go over all of this. I don't want to keep it. Uh, look at this. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than the honey, than the honey and the honeycomb. But by them thy servant is warned, and keeping of them there is great reward. You know one of the scriptures says keep me Lord from presumptuous sin that's from sinning when I I just sin even though I know better and keep me from ignorant sin I have a Bible it's kind of like this in my house that Bible is all wore out I still have a lot to learn I feel like I hardly know anything sometime but I've wore out about two or three bibles in my lifetime and now I don't wear them out as much cuz you have got a computer and stuff like that you go on but I told my students one time when I was teaching I said you know more desire more to be desired than find gold." I told them, if somebody offered me a million dollars and said never read your bible or never read a bible would you, I said, if they offered me a million dollars and said never read the scripture again, you know what i to tell them? Keep your million dollars. And I, I said, you, you offer me four million dollars, tell me the same thing. I said, keep your millions of dollars. You can offer me a billion dollars. You can keep it. I don't need it. I need this. Yeah. So do you so do you. You need this more than anything else. You need this more, more than anything else in the world. You need this. This is their spirit, and there's life in this. And you know, every one of you, young or old, every one of you need this. It'll make a difference in your life. It'll make a great difference in your life. But you know, we still have to be cautious. We have to watch it you know we can we can have that mindset but i said i I was thinking about saying that and then god kind of reminded me something he said well what is it that takes you away from reading it sometimes and I thought sometimes the simplest thing takes us away from reading not the millions and billions of dollars i know i'm going to read it sometime but maybe during that one time there's something else i could be doing i'm doing and i'd be better off reading this word Let's go to the next slide. We don't have much time for this, but I want you to look at it either. Well, we'll do this. But who can discern his own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willing for sin. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of a great transgression. Next slide. These are some ways God speaks to us. It's written in nature. We see in Psalms 19, Romans 2:15. Our conscience, our conscience—it's written in our conscience. Uh, our conscience can be accusing us, and our conscience can be defending us. It could be defending us that we're doing the right thing. But how are we going to discern that it's the right thing? Is by this, written on tablets of stone—that's the Ten Commandments. You know about the Ten Commandments. Uh, The fourth edition, shown through Christ, the living word. He set an example of how we should live, and it speaks to us. It's Christ in me that's the hope of glory. The fifth edition, written in the entire scripture. Sixth edition, written on our heart. Sometimes God writes his word on our heart. I remember when I first made a... uh, a dedication to serve the Lord, not just know the Lord, but to serve the Lord. I was at a, I went and bought a Bible, brought it out to my car, I was a young man, put it on the steering wheel and I said, uh, I put my head on it and I said, Lord, help me understand this word I don't understand, please help me. There's something in my heart said I need to understand it. There's, there's, there's life in this word. When I was, had my head on it, then I opened it. The first scripture I opened to, was in James and it said if any man or anyone lack wisdom let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally and he doesn't hold yeah. back the seventh edition by Christians as living epistles so God speaks all those ways Take your hand like this. Go like this. God wants, say, start saying what I'm saying. God wants me to, bring your hand around. You, I know some of you are not wanting to do this. God wants me to speak for him. And you're going to speak not just with your mouth, but in what you do. Last slide. One more. I just said a lot of words to you. I don't want you just to hear my words. I want you to hear his words. May these words of my mouth and this meditation my heart be pleasing in your sight, my Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. I hope today God spoke to you. He spoke to you that every day He wants to speak to you. Remember. When Adam and Eve were in the garden, their fellowship was broken. Well, before that fellowship was broken, every evening, God would come and check on them. He'd come to speak to them, come to have fellowship with them. That's what God wants. You know, he doesn't intrude. He gives us so much time, so many things we can do and enjoy then he just asks for a little fellowship. You know what? The more fellowship you can give to him, the more life you're going to have in your life. God bless you. Let's stand for a moment and I'm going to pray with you. Then I'm going to let you be dismissed after that. I'd like to ask you just, I feel like the Holy Spirit is asking me to ask you, so if I'm not asking God's asking, how many of you God spoke to you this morning? Praise the Lord. Raise your hand and then let's close our eyes so we concentrate on Him. Father, we love you. We want you to speak to us. We want you to help us to learn about you. Thank you, Lord, for being so good to us. Thanks for speaking to us every day. Thanks for being there every day. Thanks for being kind to us, Lord. Lord, use our lives. Use every life here to reach out and to speak to other people. Lord, give us a hunger for the word. And fill us, Lord, with your word. and Fill us with your anointing and your love for other people, Lord. And May we go from this place with you speaking to us all day long and in the night, and Lord, just, and speak to us about things that we need to do and things we don't need to do, Lord, and, yes. and Lord, uh, th- things that we can do to help other people. We thank you, Lord, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Say amen, and amen, amen. and amen, and amen. Yes. Praise the Lord.